Welcome back, Giants fans. We have a few things to talk about today. Of course, Brian Dable was introduced as the Giants head coach yesterday, had his press conference. We'll talk about that. Patrick Graham, the Giants defensive coordinator of the past two years, might in fact be retained from this current coaching staff, which is interesting because usually when a head coach is fired, the DC goes along with him. But Patrick Graham has a real chance to stay unless he gets a head coaching position. The Giants hired Bobby Johnson as their offensive line coach. We'll talk about his history, where he's been. And recently, Ken Dorsey decided to stay in Buffalo. He was like the leading candidate to be the Giants offensive coordinator. So it's back to the drawing board for that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this video. Leave a like. It always helps out a lot. And let's get into it. So we'll start with Brian Dable, what I took away from his press conference yesterday. First and foremost, before he even made a, before he even said a word, I saw that he drives a Ford Raptor. I'm a big Ford Raptor fan, so knowing that our GM now drives like a Jeep Wrangler, our head coach drives a Ford Raptor, love that stuff. You know, the car selection is very good from our head guys right now, so that's definitely good to see. But for the stuff that matters, he's a very personable guy. That's the thing that stood out the most, you know. A reporter would ask a question. He's asking the reporter how they're doing today. And it's just very personable guy. Like Joe Judge came off as a robot. Ben McAdoo came off as a douche. And, and you know, Pat Sherman was like, just whatever. I don't know. I didn't really have much of a reaction to that. But with Brian Dable, you're like, okay, we're getting a good, genuine human being. This guy cares about the players. He's talked about in the past how he's had players over his house for dinner before and building relationships. There's been stories written about Brian Dable and his connection relationships with players. And he realizes it's, it's a people business. It's not just X's and O's. He said that before. It's not just about the play calls and what happens on the field. It's about managing relationships and getting these guys to buy in and, and showing them how much you care. And I think Brian Dable gets it mentally, like how to be a head coach. So I did love hearing that stuff. He was asked about Patrick Graham, the report that he might be the Giants defensive coordinator. And Brian Dable spoke very highly of him. They had a relationship with the Patriots a few years back in New England. So um, that was good to hear. He says, he, you know, he trusts Patrick Graham and respects what he does as a play caller. And, you know, honestly, we'll talk about Graham later more in depth, but I'm pretty happy to hear about that. Of course, the name like, you know, Don Martindale was interesting, but Patrick Graham with what he's done here the past two years with the limited resources and, and talent on the roster was very impressive. So we'll talk about that later, but um, it seems like Brian Dable is a big fan of Patrick Graham. So he definitely might be the Giants defensive coordinator as long as he's not hired um, for a head coaching position. Dable also talked about building his offense around the players. He's not going to try and fit the players in his offense. He wants to build his offense around the players. And that's always fun because we have guys on this team that have like different skill sets. You know, a guy like Daniel Jones, who is a good deep ball thrower for the most part and can use his legs. I mean, you kind of want to, you want to get Daniel Jones out of harm's way now because of the injuries, but he does, he's a fast guy. We know that Kadarius Tony can be used in so many different ways. Saquon Barkley should be used more as a receiver, as we know, and Kenny Galladay should be used more down the field. So Brian Dable building an offense around those guys' skill sets would definitely impress me and, and excite me. Of course, Joe Judge kind of said the same thing, not uh, not putting the round pegs in the square holes, whatever that was, but I just feel like Brian Dable would do a better job at it because Brian Dable, it's still his offense. He might have a different offense coordinator, of course, to call the plays, but it's still going to be Brian Dable's offense. So if he can build his offense around his players, that would be the best outcome, I think, for the Giants offense going forward. He was asked about Daniel Jones a couple times, and it just seems like based on what Joe Shane and Brian Dable are saying, unless they're lying to us, which of course is always possible in this business, but it does seem like they are excited to 
to work with Daniel Jones. And, you know, it does make sense. You know, he's got one more year left on his contract, a very team-friendly cap hit of like, what, $8 million. So um, they're going to look at Daniel Jones and say, that guy has some tools we can work with. They'll try to build the offense around him once again and see what he can do. I, I do think Daniel Jones is probably back next year. There's always that chance over the next few months the Giants fall in love with one of these college prospects. I won't put that out of the question, but if I had to guess right now, it seems like based on what our GM and head coach are saying that they want to work with Daniel Jones and Dable already met with Daniel Jones. It just seems like they're excited to work with him. So we'll see what happens there. My expectations aren't crazy high, but I do think Daniel Jones and a better offense like Brian Dables will have a better season. What I'm hoping for personally is for Daniel Jones to have like his 2019 season, but just cut his turnovers in half. And at that point, it's a pretty good quarterback. Like, I don't know if that's a franchise guy, but like you're looking at a pretty good quarterback, much improved from the past two years with Jason Garrett. He talked about being his own guy, of course, you know, because just like Joe Judge, um, Brian Dable worked under Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. So one of the media members asked him about trying to take away some stuff from those coaches. And he said, yes, of course you will over time. Time, but Brian Dable said he's comfortable in his own skin. This is what you get. So I don't really have concerns about him trying to be too much like a Bill Belichick or something. Like Joe Judge kind of came off like that, but with Brian Dable, I feel like he's basically as genuine and as authentic as it gets. I don't think he's like out there BSing anybody. And Brian Dable literally went to the podium without a piece of paper. Like I do think Joe Shane went up there with a piece of paper and pretty much went off that. Brian Dable kind of just said, F it. I'm going to the podium. I'm just going to wing this thing. And he did it. And he, he spoke for like two minutes and then went to questions for for another uh, 25 minutes or so. But still, I mean, just to go up there and have that confidence that like, look, I can handle this. I don't need a piece of paper. Um, that stuck out to me. He was asked about the pressure of competing right away because Giants fans, of course, are antsy about having a winning season, getting back to the playoffs. But Brian Dable kind of dismissed that stuff and talked about more of just building this thing the right way and, and doing it right over time. So I like hearing that, of course. You know, Joe Shane kind of had the same thing of like, this is not going to be a very quick fix. We have to kind of go through next year, you know, shed some salary, maybe just, I think next year is all about just seeing progress and seeing the development and scouting the guys that you have right now, the in-house guys. And you know, trying to, to look at what you can work with going forward. Like, I don't look at 2022 for the Giants as a year to go all in for the playoffs. They don't have the salary cap space. They do have the draft picks to make it happen, but um, those guys will be rookies. So I do think the coach and GM are on the same page about, um, you know, where this team should be and, and how long it may take to compete. I'm just praying to God they don't go all in this year. It would make that a very terrible feeling as a Giants fan because um, they kind of need to go all out rebuild mode here. And I think we know that. If a trade is available for one of those franchise quarterbacks, of course, then maybe that kind of accelerates the process. But assuming they stick with Daniel Jones and go the slower route and the more conventional rebuild route, then it may take a while. So that's pretty much all I took away. He seems like a good leader, a very good man, good person. So that stuff's important, of course, to the players. You don't want to BS them. They can see right through that stuff. Even Brian Dable said that himself. So um, that was all good to hear. The only thing left to see really is, will Brian Dable call the plays? That's like the big part of it. Of course, with Ken Dorsey going back to Buffalo. The Giants have to hire another offensive coordinator. It's not like Dorsey was hired anyway, but we kind of assume that as Giants fans, I feel like. But um, for Dable, I mean, we have to find out who's going to call the plays. That's the main thing right now. But just based on first impression, the impression he made at the press conference yesterday, I came away excited and, and kind of confident that we have the right guy. So I'm hoping that we can find it. Um, I feel like our last two head coaches, they weren't the best head coaches, but unfortunately, they were already set up to fail because of the man picking the players and, and Dave Gettleman. I do think, you know, of course, Pat Shermer had say in personnel moves and Joe Judge too, especially, but... 
when you're working with Dave Gettleman, you're kind of just putting yourself behind the eight ball already. So I do hope that working with a better general manager like a Joe Shane, who seems to have a much more modern approach to the uh, modern day NFL, it will make the life of Brian Dable easier and not put him in this awful position like Pat Shermer and Joe Judge were in when Dave Gettleman was the GM. So bit of news number two is that Patrick Graham, as long as he is not named a head coach with some of these head coaching vacancies, apparently he's talking to the Minnesota Vikings, might be one of the finalists there. As long as he's not named a head coach, Patrick Graham will be the Giants defensive coordinator going forward. And it's funny because the last couple months, all we've talked about before Joe Judge was fired was that, look, Judge can go. I just don't want to lose Patrick Graham. That's pretty much how 95% of Giants fans felt. Now, if it got rid of Judge, I'm sure most of us would have gotten rid of Graham too. But we may get the best possible outcome of getting rid of Joe Judge, but getting to keep Patrick Graham. Now, Brian Dable talked about the relationship they had in New England. These guys know each other. And Patrick Graham's resume with the Giants speaks for itself. The Giants have never had a premier edge rusher. And, you know, there's a lot of missing pieces on this roster. Our linebacking position outside of Blake Martinez has been god-awful. Um, some of the cornerbacks outside of James Bradbury have not been good. The cornerback two position last year was like Ryan Lewis and Corey Ballantyne. So we've had some rough-looking defensive lineups going on here. And Patrick Graham was able to somehow work some magic with those guys and have the Giants defense near top 10 last year. They actually might have been top 10 last year, but this year they were more middle of the pack, but I don't blame the Giants defense because the Giants offense was literally giving them nothing throughout the season. So Patrick Graham has had some masterful performances going back to um, at Seattle last year versus Russell Wilson in 2020, getting that win there, holding Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense to 20 points uh, in the middle of this year, early part of this year, but still, I've seen some really great Patrick Graham performances, and he seems like he was the one coach on the Giants staff that was willing to kind of just reinvent himself and, and use different strategies. And it seems like when it came to Jason Garrett and Joe Judge, they were always so stubborn about changing things, but Patrick Graham always showed that ability to adapt and learn and try new things, and, and most times they would work. So I'm happy Patrick Graham is back. It's not 100% official, but it's looking like it may be, in fact, that Patrick Graham stays as the Giants defensive coordinator in 2022. I forgot to mention this part too, and this part's important, but the Giants already had players on this defense that are built for this scheme. The past two years, the Giants have formed a roster that can play in Patrick Graham's defensive scheme, a 3-4 defense and playing more zone than man. That may affect some of the players, like having James Bradbury go to a different defense and asking them to play more man defense. Maybe that's not a good thing for him. Asking Blake Martinez to be in coverage more. Maybe that's not a good thing for him. Asking Leonard Williams to play a different position and be more of an inside um, defensive tackle on a 4-3. Maybe that's not what Leonard Williams wants to do right now. Maybe he wants to be a 3-4 defensive end. Asking Aziz Ojolari to play on the line and not stand up and have a two-point stance, that may change him as well. So the Giants already have these guys built in the Patrick Rams defense. There will not be much of a learning curve. There's not a concern about guys having to switch roles and kind of switch positions in a way. We have that continuity. I'm sure the players are excited about that. So that's another important aspect I forgot to mention about Patrick Graham being retained. Now for the Giants offensive line coach position, they hired Bobby Johnson off the Bills coaching staff. His contract was up apparently. So 
I don't know much about the guy, uh, admittedly, but he worked in the NFL since 2010. He's been with the Bills, Jaguars, Lions, Raiders, Colts, and then back to the Bills. Had a few stops in college, Indiana, Miami of Ohio, and Akron. So he's been around, and he's had different titles, different positions. He's had offensive line coach, tight ends coach, um, defensive line coach. So, yeah, he's had different roles, of course, over his career. But just watching some clips and videos of him, he seems like that typical just lunatic bunch of energy offensive line coach that you need. So I don't know what's going to happen. I can't really react to what I think he'll be and, and all that, but it just seems like that was a guy that Brian Dable wanted to get his hands on right away, and he did. So assuming that you know he was one of the first hires from Brian Dable, I'm assuming that Brian Dable thought very highly of him and is excited to bring him in here to be the Giants offensive line coach. And look, the Giants didn't just need an offensive line overhaul with the position group, but just like the coaches as well. Um, everything about the Giants offensive line had to be lit on fire and, and just for, forgotten about. We have to start over there. And um, of course, Andrew Thomas is a piece going forward, but the Giants needed just about everything else on the offensive line. Um, maybe Nick Gates comes back and is the same player somehow. Maybe we'll see what happens there. But um, for getting a new offensive line coach, there's a lot to work with here for Bobby Johnson, a long task ahead of him. But hopefully he's the right guy for the job. And um, it seems like a good hire based on how quickly Brian Dable got his guy. So the last piece of news, unless something else breaks, which I guess could happen. It's been like a busy day so far, it feels like. But Ken Dorsey, who was like the front runner for the Giants offensive coordinator position, has decided to stay with the Buffalo Bills. Apparently, according to a verified source, the Bills offered Dorsey the same amount of money to stay with Buffalo. It was basically a lateral move because he would have been an offensive coordinator either way. So to me, it seems like it's a pretty obvious decision for Ken Dorsey. Like, why would you rather go to the Giants who are not a sure thing when you have Josh Allen and the Bills offense right in front of you. Like, why would you take that chance? So I get it from Ken Dorsey's perspective, and I, I feel like the best career move for him was to stay in Buffalo. I selfishly wanted him as a Giants fan because he was supposed to be a great candidate, but um, I totally get where he's coming from and why he stayed in Buffalo. So it is what it is. But according to Mike Garfolo, there's been a few names thrown out there for the Giants offensive coordinator position. We'll go over those real quickly. I don't know too much about them off the top of my head, but we'll go over them quickly. So that list includes Pep Hamilton, Mike Kafka, and Chad O'Shea. So I know a little bit about those guys. Not a ton. We'll go over their history though. So for Pep Hamilton, he got a lot of hype, of course, because he worked with Justin Herbert last year in his rookie season. So, of course, when you see the year that Herbert has, you're like, wow, who's his quarterback coach? And Pep Hamilton was that guy. He was the Texans quarterback coach this year. And seeing how well that third-round rookie Davis Mills played with the Texans, it's like, huh, maybe this Pep Hamilton guy is a very good offensive coach. And he's also at history being an offensive coordinator with the Indianapolis Colts for two and a half seasons. He was fired halfway through 2015, but, of course, had some success with a young Andrew Luck there back with the uh, Colts. He worked as a quarterbacks coach with the Chicago Bears from 07 to 09. I don't know if that was the Jay Cutler days. It might have been right before that, but he was actually in the XFL in 2020 with the Defenders. He was the head coach there, so that's interesting. He worked with Michigan for college. He was the assistant head coach there, passing game coordinator. He was in Stanford from 2010 to 
2012 as an offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach. He was the wide receivers coach there for one year. And he also worked with the New York Jets and the San Francisco 49ers as an offensive assistant quarterbacks coach. So yeah, he's been around for a long time. He's now 47, 48 years old. But Pep Hamilton is supposed to be one of those top guys on people's list to be an offensive coordinator. So um, a lot of people think he deserves head coaching recognition. So if he gets the Giants offensive coordinator gig, I think a lot of fans would be happy. I would have to go back personally and watch his offense and know what the hell this guy is all about. But just based on his history and how much people like him, it seems like Pep Hamilton is a guy a lot of Giants fans want. Now for Mike Kafka, this one's interesting because I actually remember watching him play. I do believe he was the guy who came in for Mike Vick in our Super Bowl season. So we played the Eagles in week three or week two of 2011, and Mike Vick got hurt halfway through. Mike Kafka came in, I think it was Mike Kafka, and threw like three interceptions. He did not have the best playing career, but he's been with the Kansas City Chiefs since 2017. He's been the offensive quality control coach in 2017, the quarterbacks coach in 2018-2019, then he was the passing game coordinator slash quarterbacks coach in 2020 and 2021. So there are people that are big Mike Kafka fans. I've seen his name thrown out there before. I just know Mike Kafka, the player. He was a former or a fourth round pick, I believe, back in like 2010. So, you know, Kafka didn't have the best playing career, but I'm sure he knows a ton about the position, obviously, and hopefully can get the most out of Daniel Jones or the next future young quarterback for the Giants if he were to be brought here. But he is one of the finalists and working with Kansas City, of course, seeing Patrick Mahomes' development. I'm sure a lot of that's Mahomes himself and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. but of course, Mike Kafka is going to get some credit as well. It's kind of like Josh Allen with Brian Dable, same thing. So even Ken Dorsey. So, um, when you're attached to these elite quarterbacks, it's going to make your name look a lot better. I don't know what to expect from Mike Kafka. don't know much about what he would bring offensively, but that's another name the Giants are rumored to be interested in for the OC position. Now, the last name, Chad O'Shea, I knew he worked with the Dolphins for one year as an offensive coordinator. I know him. He's the bald white guy is what I know about him, but he was the offensive coordinator with the Dolphins in 2019. That was the year they had Josh Rosen and Ryan Fitzpatrick. They started out terrible that year, and then Fitz came in and started playing much better. But he was a one and done. And I guess Brian Flores and how he's been known to be uh, with his offensive coordinators can definitely be the result of that. I think Brian Flores went through three offensive coordinators in three years. So he was not very um, stable when it came to his offensive coordinators. So I don't know how much of that was Chad O'Shea's fault, how much of that was just, you know, Brian Flores wanting to move on quickly. But anyway, he has been with the Cleveland Browns. And that was in 2021 and 2020, the pass game coordinator there, slash wide receivers coach. As I said, OC in Miami in 2019, he was in New England from 2009 to 2018. He was the wide receivers coach there in New England for basically a decade. So he's been there for a long time. Of course, crossed paths with Brian Dable, who worked with the Patriots during that time. Then from 2006 to 2008, he worked with Minnesota as a bunch of things assistant wide receivers coach um, offensive assistant coach and special teams assistant coach so basically an assistant for everything offensively and then from 03 to 05 worked with the Kansas City Chiefs as a special teams coach so he's been around for a long time I don't know too much about Chad O'Shea it's not a name that people are very fond of because he was a one and done guy and the Dolphins didn't have the best year in 2019 but once again got to use context it was Josh Rosen the guy who stinks we know that and then Ryan Fitzpatrick who was just the uh, career journeyman quarterback so he didn't have much to work with there and Miami's offensive line is putrid as we know so yeah I mean I can't give him too much uh, hate for that but we'll see who it is I mean just based on the top of my head it, it seems like Pep Hamilton and Mike Kafka are the 
you know, the candidates that most fans want. And so far, as Giants fans, we've been getting our way this offseason. So hopefully things go that same way. And, you know, we'll see what happens there. I'll make a video about these guys more in depth once we, uh, more news comes out. But that's pretty much all I got. So no Ken Dorsey. Patrick Graham might be back. New offensive line coach Bobby Johnson. And Brian Dable's a very nice guy. That's where we're getting at. So hope you guys enjoyed this video. And I will talk to you guys next time.